Hey, welcome to Home Church Podcast. It is a good day to have a good day. I'm Pastor Jerry Kuhn, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. My hope is that you will respond to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you in and through this message today. And I believe that he will draw you into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, where you are passionate about loving God, doing good, and being a friend. I hope that you enjoy the message today. I don't like garage sales. I just absolutely hate moving. Um, so let's, uh, let's have a little participation. How many of you guys, as a child, not as an adult, as a child, how many of you guys never moved at all? You don't remember moving absolutely at all. Wow. Never moving. How many of you guys maybe moved once? You're like, I remember moving once as a child. How about twice? Anybody remember moving twice as a child? Three times? Four times? Anybody above five? Casey's back there above five. Wow. How about above six? Um, above 10. All right. So see, a lot of people are used to moving. All right. And you, and most of you are like, I don't like to move either. That's the reason why I don't move. So how about as an adult, as an adult, how many of you guys have moved? You've, you've only bought one house and you've been there. You haven't moved at all as an adult. How about one time? Have you guys moved one time as an adult, as a family? One. All right. How about twice? Anybody? We've moved twice, three times, four times. Five times. Yes, right, girl, you can count. Four. Um, how about five? How about five? How about five? How about six? Seven. Anybody above ten is an adult. All right. Look at That's because you guys were pastors and you moved all the time. <laughs> See, as a, as a child, I remember as a child, we grew up, I was born in Denison, Texas, and don't hold it against me, um, but we moved, and when I was two years old, we moved to OKC, and uh, um, I remember going and staying with an uncle for a few months, and then from there we went to um, a little place outside of Tecumseh, near Pink, and I was there until I was 19 years old. So about three years old until I was 19, we've been in Tecumseh, Oklahoma. My mom and dad moved all the time. Uh, my dad's uh, family was a sharecropper, and so every time the, sh- the crop was up, they moved uh, to wherever it was. And uh, my dad said that he went through so many high schools or schools, he never got to the high school level, but every school he went through, he stayed a couple months and went to another school, stayed a couple months and went to another school. My mother was the same way. And my mom and dad made this pack. They made this agreement that whatever school they put their children in, that was the, ch- the school that they would stay in. They would not move after that. They would stay there. No matter if they liked it or didn't, they were not going to move their children. And so, thank God, they planted in Tecumseh, Oklahoma. They planted me and my, my brother in the school system here, and we stayed here. We never moved. We stayed in that location uh, up until I was 19. And then I got married, and then my wife and I, we stayed in this little bitty uh, a house above the church that we attended there on 102. We stayed there for about a year, and we decided that we were wasting our money written. So we bought us a house on five, uh, no, 916 West Jefferson. My memory's there, girl. 916 West Jefferson by the old football field. We were there for uh, a couple years, six years or so, um, seven years. It doesn't really matter. We moved from there to 505 South 2nd Street, and we were there. That was move number three, and then we moved uh, to where we are today at 102 East Lakeview Court. Uh, we moved, and, and it was moving day. And I could tell you, as an, an adult, um, I didn't like moving. Um, as a child, we didn't move. I don't really remember moving from Denison, Texas to OKC and OKC to, to Tecumseh. I don't really remember those moves. And when I was three years old, we were in put. I just love not moving. But for my wife and I, and those four moves, it was intentional. We had this, in, we, we knew what we were doing. We had this goal 
Um, we wanted to move up in our homes. And so we definitely was intentional. And every move indicated that we were one step closer to what we called our dream home or our forever home. And so every move that we made, it was intentional. We were gaining ground um, in every move that we made in our lives when it comes to um, buying a home. We had intention in, in that area. And so for the rest of this month, um, our prayer is for you um, as we say goodbye to 2021 and we say goodbye to things that are no longer fitting in our lives, we say goodbye to that because we are moving forward uh, to becoming more committed to Jesus Christ where we love him, do good, and be Become a, a friend. Um, and we want you to be intentional. Now, listen, that word intentional scares some of us. That means that takes responsibility on your part. You got to plan this. You got to want it. And we want you to be intentional with your growth in Christ as well. Uh, just like if my wife and I was intentional in our house as we were buying houses and moving up, um, we want you to be intentional in your growth. In 2022, we want you to be intentional with your Bible reading, your prayer life. Uh, we want you to say, hey, listen, there's some things in my life that doesn't need me there. It needs to move on. Um, and we want you to be intentional. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen says this, and, and, and I love how Paul states this. He says, and, "And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of God, are being transformed into the same in, image from one degree of glory to another. From this comes from the Lord, who is." The Spirit. Now, I love how Paul is trying to state to us. There's a few things that could be uh, said here. One is Paul saying, "Listen, we're doing away with the old covenant into the new covenant." And he says, "In this relationship with Christ, He is moving us from one glory to the next glory." What he's saying is, there's moving days within our lives because we are moving from one glory to the next glory. He's saying, "God is changing me. This journey with God is a transformational journey, and every day I'm moving from one glory." to the next glory. It's an intentional thing. It means I want to grow in God, and so I am, am intentional with the things that I do, um, and I'm going from one glory to the next glory. God so desires for you and I to continue in this transformation journey. God doesn't want you to stay in one glory, and I want you to understand this for, uh, for a moment this morning. When you get saved, and I know all of us, uh, for those who have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, there was that moment of excitement, and man, you were like, man, I'm reading my Bible. I'm getting into everything that God is doing. I'm getting into Bible studies. I'm plugging into the church, and all of a sudden, something happens where we just plateau, and we become satisfied with where we're at. It's like, I love this house. I'm not intentional about buying another house. Don't want to build a house. I care about, I don't care about my dreams or my, um, my forever home. That doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I'm just going to stay right here because that's where I'm, I'm comfortable with. And then all of a sudden, Paul begins to tell you and I that, hey, listen, God wants you to be on a transformational journey. That means you desire to go from one glory to the next glory. There's always this change that's happening, transformation that's happening within our lives. And that's the challenge for you and I this year. 2022, the challenge is to say, you know what, God, I'm going to go from one glory to the next glory. I'm going to find myself in this transformational journey, moving to the next step in my life. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this this morning. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now listen, 2021 is over. 2022 is here. Be, hey, listen, the old has passed away, now the new is here. You and I, we make that statement as well. It's like, hey, listen, I'm moving from the old Jerry to the new Jerry. I, I'm moving from the level three of glory to the level four of glory. I, I'm moving. This is the new me. And, uh, and this is what's happening. It's all new. 
And I'm challenging today to continue on this transformation journey and take the challenge of becoming new. Every day of your life, moving from glory to glory is a transformational thing. And I love how Paul states that it's the spirit that's in you. I want you to understand today, when you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the Spirit of God begins to dwell in you, live within you. And it's every day He speaks to you. You know those moments where you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off and you want to perhaps give them the sign that they're number one, but the Spirit of God says, that's not good, don't do that. Yeah! See, He's guiding you and He's directing you. And that's the moment where you find yourself going, ah, the Spirit of God is transforming me because now you're like hey after about two years of being saved you're like i I don't even have that feeling anymore i don't have road rage for some of you that might be difficult philippians chapter 3 i want you to look at this with me this morning philippians chapter 3 verse 10 uh, through 14 i want you to see this we're going to look at verse 10 first it says i want this is paul again he goes i want to know christ and experience the might i want you to really hear paul's heart this morning He's saying, man, this transformational journey is awesome. And he makes a statement. He says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. If there's anything that would be a a, a great slogan for the rest of 2020 for you and I would be this. I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. Christ, and I want to experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. And that's a moment that you and I can experience. That's power that you can experience. And this morning, I am so excited to tell you, I'm just like Paul. I want to know Christ. Um, if I am making a slogan for my 2022 year, I'm saying I want to know him. I want to know him besides his name being Jesus. I want to know his personality. I want to know his character. I want to know what he has for me. I want to know what I could do for him. I, I want to know him. But then again, Paul goes on and says, I just don't, it's not just enough to know him. I want to experience it. Ah, he said, I want to know him, but I want to experience the power that raised him from the dead. Paul says, I want to be intentional in moving from glory to glory. That's what he said. He goes, I want to be intentional. I want to know him, and then I want to know and experience his power. I want to know the power that raised Jesus from the dead. And I want you to listen to this. Um, Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. This is Paul again, and Paul makes this statement. You would know that he moved from glory to glory. You know that he experienced the power that raised Jesus. Why? Listen to Romans chapter 8 here in verse 11. It says, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Paul understand. Listen, Paul knew Christ and he experienced the power that raised him from the dead. And he's saying to you and I today, he said, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, I want you to know I've experienced this. He says, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give you life in your mortal. I want you to understand Paul saying to you and I, listen, be intentional to your growth. It is moving day for you and I. We are moving. We're saying, we're saying goodbye to our past, to the old things. I don't care what happened in 2021. I don't care the, the choices that you made. We're saying goodbye to them. It's moving day. I'm packing up my junk and I'm headed out. Or I'm leaving some of my junk behind because I don't need it. All right, there's some things that we're not taking in 2022 because, hey, we're having a garage sale, we're selling, or we're just going to give it away, all right, or we're just going to leave it there, all right, we're just not going to take it with it. How many of you guys, be honest, there's some houses that you just left your stuff, you're like, hey, I'm not taking that, <laughs> it's not worth it, I'm going, all right, no, none of you are going to be honest because 
Maybe someone moved into the house that you were left all your junk. And all right, let's don't do that. All right, Philippians, let's read the whole story in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Let's listen to Paul's heart here. And it's Philippians chapter 3, 10 through 14. It says, I want to know Christ. Listen to his heart. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him and sharing in his death so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I don't mean to say, listen to Paul's heart. He, he, listened. he said, I don't, want to, I, don't want, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. But I press, I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing. Listen to his heart. He said, I haven't, re- I haven't achieved perfection. I told you, listen, I'm so far away from perfection. I, I want to be perfect. I want to be like Christ. I am so far. But I'm further along today than I was 15 years ago. I am further along today than I was a year ago. I'm further along than I was six months ago. Why? Because I'm intentional about my growth. It's moving day. I'm moving. I'm moving from one glory to the next. But listen to his heart. Verse 13 again. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. He says, listen, I'm going to be able to go from glory to glory. I got to forget what's in the past, and I got to look forward to what lies ahead, what God has for me. And he goes on and he says in verse 14, I press on to reach the, the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for, for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Man, what a, what a picture of moving today. Paul's stating to you and I today, he's, my heart is to know him. Every day my heart is to know him. But it's not just more about knowing him, but his experience and the power that he has for me and you to change our lives, to deliver us, to, uh, to set us free. Uh, things that makes our life here on, on earth much, much better. He said, I want to experience all of that. And he goes, I want to go from glory to the glory. He says, hey, listen, I want you to know that I have not achieved it. <laughs> I'm not perfect, um, but I'm striving to it. And he said, I'm going to press on. And the only way that I do that is forgetting the things that I've done. And pressing on to the things that's in front of me. And I want to challenge today. Again, I don't know what 2021 looked like. Man, I don't know what yesterday looked like. But I want to challenge you to have the heart of Paul and say, man, I want to know him. I want to know him. I, I, and maybe it's a challenge to you to really get to know him. To say, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I've been curious about Christ and now it's that moment say, you know, I want to be like Paul. And I say, I want to know him. I really want to know him. And so I challenge you this year, as you set out for 2022, it's moving day. And it's time for me to move um, and get to know God from glory to glory to glory. And, uh, and so today I want to share with you, this is part one of our series, Moving Day. Uh, today is part one is, it's no longer home. Um, the reason why we're moving and we're going to go to the children of Israel is because it's no longer home. How many of you guys have ever felt like um, the reason why you moved from home number one to home number two is because you outgrown it? I mean, my, my kids, I, we went from one child that was perfect. We got two kids. Uh, we need a little bit more space. Then we went from two to three and we're like, um, we need more space. Um, I think that that was some of our uh, reasonings, but we had intention. We really wanted to find our forever home, and so every step was in that direction. And, and so there's, there's reasons for, for why we move today. Um, sometimes it's jobs. Some, some jobs make us move closer to where our jobs are. Uh, some of us, we lose our jobs, and so we have to perhaps um, 
maybe downstep a little bit in our homes. And so we have to move for whatever reason. Some of us move for unseen reason, for unseen reasons. Some things just came up, man, and had to move. My mom and dad, one of the hardest things that we had to do for my mom and dad was to move them from their homestead into town. My dad did not want to move. Um, he built that home, and he wanted to stay there. Actually, his words was, I want to die here. And dad did not want to move. And the hardest thing for him to do was to move from there to here. And so, and, but it was for unseen reasons. He didn't plan it. No one planned it. But for dad to be closer to my, to my wife and I so we could take care of him, we had to move him from where he was into Tecumseh. And, uh, and so sometimes we move for unseen reasons. Sometimes we move for desires. And just like I told you, it was our desire to move. Uh, we only moved four times. I don't want to move again. And, uh, and we are where we feel is our forever home. We're going to stay there forever uh, until our kids put us in a nursing home. And my and JC has already picked out mine, all right? So she's like, she tells me every day, Dad, I picked out your nursing home, and I picked out what I'm going to wear to your funeral. So I'm like, because you know, you know, dads, you say, you're not wearing that over my dead body. My daughter says, I'm going to wear that over your dead body. <laughs> so, so she's already picked out her, her funeral dress or whatever that might be uh, to, uh, to my funeral. In the spiritual realm, is the same thing. Now listen, I know that we all move physically uh, from house to house, per house, from town to town, from state to state. Um, but the truth is, spiritually, we also move. Um, we move because we want to, or maybe because God has forced us to move. You see, even in... Even in the natural realm, we move from house to house, and sometimes we move because we want to, and sometimes we move because we're forced to. Jobs, unforeseen reasons. But even in the spiritual realm, I got, you have to hear me out this morning. Even in the spiritual realm, I believe that there are moments that we desire to move from glory to glory, and there's moments that God just forces us to move from glory to glory. And you're like, I don't get that. Well, let me just give you a picture. How many of you have ever seen a family go through something so difficult that the only way they got through it is because they dug into God's Word, and they put their feet in the ground, and they said, I'm not moving. And what happened was their spiritual life began to grow because they began to see God do some great things in their life, and they went from glory to glory. They wasn't planning on going to the next glory, but they were forced to because something came into their life that they had to grab a hold of God and say, I'm not leaving you because I know you're not going to leave me. And then all of a sudden, they're forced to move from glory. Why? Because they get a deeper understanding of who God is in their most difficult time. And they're forced to. So all of us are moving from glory. It's moving day. Get your, bag, your boxes out, all right? Um, get your uh, U-Hauls, your trailers, because we're moving today. And I'm going to take you to a story found in Exodus. And, and we're going to read quite a bit of scripture today. And uh, we're going to look at this story because the children of Israel was always on the move. There was something always. They were always packing their bags. Um, they were always getting the boxes out. Um, they were probably like um, some of you who have moved so many times. You're like, hey, don't throw those boxes away. We may need them in a couple months. Just break them down, put them in the attic, because we're going to need them. We paid big bucks for those, mo those U-Haul moving boxes, so let's just put them in the attic. We'll need those in six months, all right? Um, and maybe the children of Israel was like that, because they were on the move quite often. They were always moving. They were always ready to move, to some degree, um, but they were moving, always. But there was a big move um, that happened in their life, and it was because their home was no longer their home. Where they were, where they were at was no longer home. And we're uncomfortable. The situations had changed. So let me take you to Exodus chapter 1, 7 through 10. And I want to build this up real quickly. Uh, most of you guys know the reason why the children of Israel is in Egypt is only because of God's provision. They are in Egypt because... I don't need to eat that extra chicken anymore. Um, the stage just buckled on me. Um, scared me. The reason why they were in Exodus is because of God's provision. Most of you know that there was a famine in the land. You know that perhaps Dream and Joseph had been uh, 
been sold into slavery. He is now in Egypt. He's second in command. And because of, because of Joseph, um, the children of Israel was preserved. Because of Joseph, um, the children of Israel was taken care of during a famine. And they brought themselves to Egypt. And they began to dwell there. That became their home. So I want you to understand just for a moment, the blessing of God became their home. And they find themselves in Exodus. And all of a sudden, their home was no longer home. It was no longer home. It was moving day. They were forced to move. They wanted to move. It wasn't just being forced. They wanted to move because home was no longer home. Where they were at was no longer comfortable. Where they were at was no longer where they wanted to be. And so it was moving, moving day. Let's look at Exodus chapter 1 through 7 through 10. But the people of Israel were fruitful. Listen to this. This is amazing. Who wants to move from this? They were fruitful and increased greatly. They multiplied and grew exceedingly strong so that the land was filled with them. All of a sudden in Egypt, we have this, this, the children of Israel prospering and um, they're living life so great. No slavery, no bondage up to this point. Everything's hunky-dory. What a great life to live. Especially when you're multiplying and you're fruitful. Things are going well. Um, and, uh, and verse 8 says, Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. Things are about to change, all right? Um, and he said to the people, this is the king, the new king who doesn't know Joseph, said to the people, Behold, the people of Israel are too many and too mighty for us. Come, let us deal surely with them, um, lest they multiply. And if war breaks out, they join our enemies and fight against us and escape from the land. Oh, did you see the twist? All of a sudden, the home for children of Israel was no longer home for them. It became a bondage. It became captivity. And the very thing that was a blessing from God has now been a curse. The very thing that they have found as a home, that they multiplied, that they were blessed, that they enjoyed, that they were so greatly appreciative of, no longer became home to them. And it was moving day. So quickly it became moving day. The Bible states that they cried out to God. Now so listen, this is not just a, a, an issue that they were forced to move. This is the issue that they wanted to move. The Bible says that they cried out to God to move them out of Egypt. Or perhaps the cry was, God, don't just move us, but send us a Savior. God, we want to get out of Egypt. Their bondage, their slavery, uh, the work, that they, the task that they had to do every day was overbearing. And they were ready to move. And they began to cry out, God, please hear our voice. God, please, please get us out of here. And the Bible says that all of a sudden God hears their voice. And I want you to, I want you to know this today. Even in your spiritual realm today, your cry for God, I want to know you more. God, I want to go from glory to glory. God has heard your cry. God has heard your cry. And I love it because God is orchestrating things to happen so that you, you will reveal, be, God will reveal himself to you in those circumstances. God is, God is wanting to deliver you. God wants you to be with you in your moving day is what I'm trying to say. And the Bible states that they cried out, and God sent them Moses. And you know the story, right? Moses came. And all of a sudden, Moses made all the excuses of why not to lead, but we know that Moses took the lead, and Moses orchestrated. And from chapter, we, we look from chapter 1 all the way into chapter 13, 12 chapters transpire in this time, and there's a lot that went on. I mean, we, we find that, that Moses kills someone, Moses hides 40 years, 40 years, 80 years have passed by, and then all of a sudden we find 10 plagues 
And then we find moving day. Man, years have transpired before moving day ever happened for them. They cried out for moving day. They wanted to get out of the land. And 80, 80 years transpired from the first cry. And moving day happened. I want you to look at cha uh, chapter 13, Exodus chapter seven, I mean, verse 17 through 22. And I want you to look. We're going to kind of skip around just a little bit um, for time purposes. Um, but when Pharaoh let the people go, I want you to look. This is moving day. Moving day. He said, when, the people let, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. And the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt equipped for battle. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you will shall carry up my bones with you from here. And they moved from Succum to and encamped around Etham on the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them um, by day, listen to this, by day in the pillar of cloud, and led them along the way, and by night in the pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from the people from before the people. And we find that it is, it is moving day. And I want to encourage you because some of you are saying, I'm back in my stuff. I'm ready. It's moving day. I want to go from glory to glory. And I want you to know that the Spirit of God is going to lead you from glory to glory. And I want you to be obedient. The, the Bible says the footsteps of the righteous men are ordered by the Lord. And the moment that you obey God and go from glory to glory, he is leading you every step of the way. And I love that on this moving day, the time that it was time to grab everything and move, the Bible says that the Spirit of God led them by a cloud by night and a pillar of fire, or, sorry, cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God's Spirit continued to lead them from glory to glory. But there's something that happened. Now, I want you to know, we read in this story, just a little snippet of the story, that the Bible says that God said, hey, listen, it's moving day. I can't take them by the way of the Philistines because that means there's going to be war. And I'm afraid that when they find war, when they are, have opposition so strongly against them and they're not really prepared for it, that they're going to turn around and go back to the home that wasn't their home. They're going to go back. And I love it because all of a sudden God says, hey, listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to strategically plan an opposition that will strengthen their faith. I love how God does this. Because, see, listen, they had opposition going toward the Philistines, but they also, in a few minutes, will find opposition as they go toward the Red Sea. A moment where they were like, ah, oh, listen, you brought us out here to kill us? What are you doing, Moses? I want to take you there. Exodus chapter 14, verse 5 through um, quite a few verses. <laughs> I don't want you to get all um, tired of me. It is 11.30. I see my time. This is this. Listen to this. When the king of Egypt was told that the people moved. Everybody say move. All right. That's a little weak. Those guys over there, there's like six of them, and they're a lot louder than you. Everybody say move. move. All right. That's great. All right. So when the, when the king of Egypt heard that everybody had moved out, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people. They let them go, and they're like, ah, we made a mistake. Let's go after them. What is this that we have done that we have let Israel go from serving us? We made a mistake, man. 
Uh, verse 6 says, And they made ready his chariot and took his army with him. They took 600 chosen chariots and all of the other chariots of Egypt with officers over them all. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. And the Egyptians, bless you, and the Egyptians pursued them, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them encamped at the sea. And when Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, and they said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What, you have, what have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Now listen, God wasn't going to send them by the way of the Philistines for war. But does it because he didn't send us to war doesn't mean that we're still not going to have opposition. I want you to hear me this morning. You see, he didn't take us out of the... He, he protected us by not sending us up against the Philistines. But that didn't mean that we wasn't going to have opposition in our life. And I want you to know that maybe it is moving day for some of us. And maybe it is intentional moving. You're like, man, I want to move. And I want you to know that, listen, God's going to protect you, but there's still going to be some opposition. An opposition that you're going to have to use your faith. Faith to conquer. I want you to look at this. And then Moses said to them, listen, they, they complain and say, why don't you bring us out this way so we can die? And verse 11 says, they said to Moses, they said to Moses, is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us bringing us out of Egypt? We should know that. They cried to get out of Egypt. Now they want to go back. They're like, hey, listen, Egypt's no longer my home. But oh no, now it's my home. I want to go back. And in verse 13, it says, and Moses said to the people, fear not. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. And the Lord will fight for you. And you have only, all you have to do is be silent. I love that. And verse 15 says, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Now, did you just hear this? I love this. All of a sudden, it seems like things are switching. Uh, the children of Israel is crying to Moses, and Moses is going to the Lord to cry. Uh, and he's like, hey! The children of Israel go, Moses, you brought us out here to kill us! And then he listens to them, and he speaks faith over them. Hey, listen, it's going to be all right. And then he goes to the Lord and says, oh God, what do we do? <laughs> and God's like, hey, listen, Moses, it's going to be all right. He said, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to what? Go forward. What he's saying is, I want you to move. It's moving day. You see, they already had moving day, right? They left Egypt. No, 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 no. Moving day is from glory to glory to glory to glory. And he says, listen, moving hasn't stopped yet. You've got to keep, you've got to keep moving. He says, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the people of Israel may go through um, the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so they will sh shall go after them. And I will get glory over Pharaoh and all of his hosts, his chariots and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord and have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Look at 19. Then the angel of God who was going before the host of Israel moved and went behind them. Oh, this is Really a lot to study out today, and I would challenge you to go and take some to look at what happened in this verse 19 and 20. But verse 19 says that the angel of God was going before them. The host of Israel moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them. The very thing that was leading them is now going to protect them. This is what's so cool. The very thing that led them, the cloud, is now going to be used to protect them. 
The Spirit of God, the Bible says that when the enemy comes in as a flood, the Spirit of God will hold up a standard against it. What happens is the very thing that leads you will protect you as well. And the cloud all of a sudden moved behind the children of Israel, and it became dark so the Egyptian could not see. Isn't that amazing today? I got to tell you today that even though God didn't take you by the Philistines, and even though now you're on the way to the Red Sea and there's opposition, God hasn't forsaken you, and the thing that's leading you is going to protect you this morning. Verse 20 says, And coming between the host of Egypt, this cloud, this angel, and the host of Israel, and there was the cloud and the darkness, and it lit up on the other side where the Israelites were. They lit up the night without one coming near the other, so that the children of Israel could cross over. And then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all the night, and made the sea dry land. And the waters were divided, and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters being a wall to them on the right and on to their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in, went in after them into the midst of the sea, all of Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen, and in the morning watched the Lord in the pillar of fire and a cloud looked down on the Egyptians. Listen to this. Forces and threw the Egyptian forces into a panic. Oh, isn't it amazing that when God begins to move for you, that everyone perhaps who is against you, who's looking in to see if you're going to um, you know, fold your tent and run, all of a sudden they're like, oh, wow. Because this is what's pretty crazy. He said they threw the Egyptians into panic, clogging their chariot wheels so that they could drive heavily and the egyptians said this to themselves let us flee from before israel for the lord fights for them against us oh in that moment they realized that they were in trouble and i gotta tell you today if you'll keep moving if you'll keep moving the enemy's going to realize that you're not giving up and the lord fights for you i need you to hear me today i don't know what you're facing I know it's moving day for us, all of us, intentionally or not. God's forcing some of us to move from glory to glory. God's forcing some of you to trust him when you're so used to trusting yourself. And God's forcing you. And I got to tell you, you just got to keep moving. You got to keep moving because God's going to protect you. He's going to glad you. And the very thing that is going after you that's still, that's still tracking you down, that's still running after you, is going to find themselves at a very deep depth under the water. So Moses, in verse 27, we'll quickly go, stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal course when the morning appeared. And as the Egyptian fled into it, the Lord drew the Egyptians into the midst of the sea. The waters returned, covered the chariots and the horsemen, and all the host of the Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained. Isn't that what Moses said to them? That the Philistines will no longer, I mean, the Egyptians will no longer remain. But the people of Israel walked on dry ground through the sea and the waters being a wall to them on the right and the left of them. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day. Everybody say that day. That day. Your day's coming from the hand of the Egyptian. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. And Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians so that the people feared the Lord and they believed in the Lord and his servant Moses. Listen, I want you to know it's moving day. And the reason why it's moving day is because it's no longer home. In this story, the Egyptians moved because it was no longer home for them. What was once pleasant and a great place to live, <coughs> and there was freedom in that land, was no longer there. 
It was no longer home. And I'm praying for some of you that in your situation spiritually, that God will make you so uncomfortable that you realize it's no longer home and you're ready to move. God, I'm, I desire you. I'm like Paul. God, I want to know Christ and I want to experience Christ. The power that raised him from the dead. And I want to go from glory to glory because it's moving day because it's no longer home. The children of Israel said it's no longer, this is no longer a home. And they begin to move. Here's point number one today. You know why it's no longer home? Because it's no longer who you are. The reason why you're not comfortable of where you're at today, maybe it's your glory. Uh, maybe it's that, that level three, level 55, level 100. I don't know how many levels there are, degrees of glory that Paul has. Uh, but what we're saying is maybe it's no longer home because it's no longer who you are. You're desiring such a greater depth of God and understanding of God that you can't stay there. You've got to move to the next step. It's no longer home for it. It's no longer who you are. Some of you do to you today, you have just given your heart to the Lord in the last couple of weeks and a couple of months. You are just now intrigued by who God is. You're making that same statement that Paul is. Listen, I want to know Christ. I don't know if he's real or not. I just want to know him. If he's real, I want to know him. And some of you are making those statements and you're making the move because it's moving day for you because now it's no longer who you are. You once, not, you once was not curious about God, about God, but now you are curious about God. Some of you have given your heart to the Lord and some of you, the way you once lived in that home is not how you're living anymore. It's not who you choose to live like. It's not who you choose to be anymore. Your old lifestyle has passed away. Behold, everything becomes new. And so you're like, hey, I can't stay here because it's not who I am. Isaiah had that same moment in his life. And you remember when he had that dream? Oh, it was a powerful dream because not only did he realize that he had unclean lips, but he realized he was living among people who were unclean lips. You know what he had to say to himself? It's moving day. I can't stay around people who have unclean lips. That means I will be a person with unclean lips. I have to move. And it's not who I am anymore. And so I move from glory to glory because it's not who I am. I'm growing. I'm becoming closer to God. I'm becoming more dependent upon God. And so I move from glory to glory. Egypt, and maybe you know this already, but Egypt represents bondage. It represents our life as, as a sinner uh, before accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And when we accept Jesus, it becomes moving day. We got to move out. It's not who we are. We move out. And, uh, and we don't do what we used to do. That's just life. That's just what it is being um, filled with God's presence within our lives. And, and, and listen, I want you to know this. Sometimes, just like the children of Israel in the story, they look back and they said, Moses, are you trying to kill us? We should have stayed in Egypt. They wanted to go back. I think if Moses was, if there wasn't a true leader that stood up and said, hey, listen, listen to me, and you need to be silent. That's all you need to be. Maybe it was like, shut up, guys. <laughs> no, I don't think it was quite like that. Maddox, don't laugh. Was that you? Oh, it's Grady. Maddox is not here. I'm just joking. Grady. Listen, I want you, maybe it was like that. It's like, hey, listen. Listen. You just got to be silent. And maybe it was more that everything was familiar. Maybe the reason why they wanted to go back because it was familiar to them. They knew how they used to act. They knew how they used to handle situations in their life. It was familiar. Home was familiar. It's no longer home to me, but it's familiar to me. But what's familiar to you is not what's transformational for you. Listen to me. What's familiar to you is not what's transformational. It's not what's going to help change you. 
If you keep going back to what you know and what is familiar to you, it will not be transformational. So please understand that this morning. If you keep going back to what's familiar, it's not going to be transformational. And all of us are saying, listen, I want to move because it's transformational. Because of this transformational journey that you are on and your desires are to change your desires begin to change, and your desire becomes of God's desires. That's the reason why you can't stay there any longer. That's the reason why you can't stay at home, because it's no longer home. Your desires are changing. Here's point number two this morning. And this is nice. I think the story uh, might drop. I think the story is you can't have anything nice. That's what my dad would say. You can't have anything nice around here. Point number two is this. The reason why it's no longer home is because, and I want you to hear this, just because you hear home doesn't mean you haven't moved. And I need some of you to hear this today. Because some of us think that because we have left Egypt, then perhaps all the desires of Egypt has left us as well. And I want you to look at this story for a moment because I think this is a cool story. The Bible says that all of a sudden they leave Egypt, they're moving, and they find themselves in a rough spot. They find themselves blocked from their destination by the Red Sea. And all of a sudden they hear something in the background. You see, we got to remember, when they were headed off on move day, they thought that the Egyptians were okay with it. Hey, we, we got an agreement. We're ready to go. Nothing's going to happen. They're not going to come after us. And then they get to the Red Sea, and all of a sudden they hear something. And they look behind them, and all they see is the chariots, and they see Pharaoh coming after them. Great, mighty army after them. They hear home. <laughs> I want you to hear me. They left because it was no longer home, but now they're hearing home coming after them. The chariots, Pharaoh, the army is chasing after them now. And that's when they made that statement out of fear. What, did you bring us here just to kill us? Did you bring us here because there was no graves in Egypt for us? Moses, what was your intent? Why did you bring us out? Why did we move? Why did we move? And the reason I, I want you to know that just because you hear home doesn't mean that you haven't moved. And some of us today, we beat ourselves up. And I have this statement. I want you to hear me today because I'm, I'm, I want you to hear my heart. I, there's a statement that goes around, and, and you may use it. And it's, for you, it's okay, I guess. For me, I don't like it. And this is a statement. People will say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm not a sinner. I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I once was a sinner, but I've been saved by grace. Does that mean you're perfect, Pastor? No, I'm like Paul. I'm not. I'm by all means. I have not arrived yet, boys. By all means, I'm not perfect. What I mean by that is there's some of you in here that your occupation is a painter. Maybe you're an electrician. Maybe you're a tile guy. Maybe you work at Tinker. That's your occupation. LeBron James is a basketball player. Um, you, you, whatever your occupation is, it is who they are. You see, a sinner is your lifestyle. When you become a, when you become a Christian, it's not your lifestyle. It's not who you are. You're not a painter. I, I've painted my house before, but don't you call me a painter because I'm not very good. I, I work tile right now. I lay tile for a guy that, uh, for a friend, and, and I'm pretty decent, but I am not a tile guy. Do not call me to your house to lay your tile, all right? I'm not a tile guy. You're like, wow, you're laying everybody else's house. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm just not a tile guy. That's not, that's not who I am. I'm a preacher. 
That's who I am. So what I'm trying to say today is, see, a sinner is a lifestyle. That's who you are. And you, I'm looking across for those who have given your life to Christ, you're not a sinner. Do you make mistakes? Sure. Does home keep calling your name? Is there still this desire? There's, listen, my dad was an alcoholic, and I never, I never forget that when he gave his heart to the Lord, God, I mean, God took away the desire of alcohol out of his life. He's just like, I, just, I don't have a desire for it. And I remember, but then now I know other people that's like, men, um, I've given it up because it's not good for me. It's not healthy for me. It's not good for my family. And, and I know that there's still, when I moved away from that, I still have this desire at times to go back to that. There's people who deal with issues in life, you know, like, man, it hasn't completely left me. Every now and then I have these thoughts of going back home. Every now and then I have a desire to go back to do what I used to do, live that old lifestyle. You know what that is? That's home calling. That's the sound of home chasing you. And just because you hear the sound of home doesn't mean that you haven't moved. You've moved. You're different. You're a new creation. But everything is new to you, and you're changing every day. Don't be hard on yourself. Listen, God loves you, and he has lots of grace for you. And I'm challenging you not to be your old man, but to be the new man. Embrace the new man. Live in the new man. And from glory to glory, you grow. From glory to glory, you move. You're not a sinner. You're a saint, the Bible calls you. You're a saint. You're not a sinner. Man, maybe you do make a mistake every now and then. Well, listen, I paint a house every now and then, but I'm not a painter. God convicts you, and you go, God, forgive me. I never wanted to do that. But man, the sound of home was so loud in my ear, and I gave in that moment. God, forgive me. I got to hear you. I, I need you to hear this. Just because you hear home doesn't mean you haven't moved. Just because you hear home, just because you hear the, 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 the chariots and the horsemen, you've moved. You embrace the move, embrace the new man. And see, listen, it's normal to catch yourself perhaps wanting to, to do old things. It's, it's normal to be tempted to go back to what's familiar. It's normal, but you've got to keep moving. You've got to keep moving. That's the reason why Moses told the children of Israel, you've got to move forward. Keep moving. Yes, now you want to go back because that's the easiest path, but we're not going back. We're keep moving. We're moving. So for you today, I want you to know you're moving. We're going to challenge you to move Verse 15 says, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Keep moving. Here's the last thing today. Pastor Kelly, would you come? I want you to remember today, you're moving because it's no longer home. But I want you to remember that the move, this moving day is a trust thing. It's a trust thing. I, um, I told you I hate moving, and I really do. Um, but I also know that in my spiritual life, when I go from glory to glory, it is a trust thing. Children of Israel had to trust God. The Bible says that he had, he had a pillar by night of uh, a, a, a fire and a pillar of cloud by day to, to lead the children of Israel. Every day when they said, when God said, or when they started to see the cloud move, you know what they had to do? They had to pack their stuff up. Hey, listen, I want you to go and get the tent down, and I want you to, to get all the animals and go grab the children because we're moving again. We're moving again? Can you imagine, moms? I'm, I'm going to shout out to the moms today because you take a big load when it comes to moving. 
Actually, you take a big load when you go on trips and vacations. You're probably the one that packs everything um, and get everything ready and get the children ready and get your husband ready. It's just the way it works, it seems like, at times. I'm speaking for my wife, all right? Maybe not any other mother. My wife, she packs us all. Can you imagine, ladies, you just got unpacked, folded the boxes, put them in the attic, and all of a sudden the cloud's moving, and you're like, what? What? Are you serious? It's moving day again? You're like, all right, children, go get the boxes. We've got this routine down. We know exactly how to get the boxes packed. We know how to get them on the camel. We know how to get these moved. Let's go. And every night, you saw all of a sudden, boom. All of a sudden, we see the pillar of fire moving. That means we have to move. It's in the middle of night. You wake all your family up. Pack your boxes. And you move. I don't know about you, but that's a picture of trust. I gotta trust that what God is doing in my life is a thing that is good for me. I gotta trust that He knows what He's doing. I got to trust that when God begins to take that pillar of cloud and, and begins to move it and that pillar of fire and move it, I, I got to be willing and obedient to move with it. And I got to trust every step of the way that God is bettering me. I'm going from glory to glory. It is for my good to move. Some of you hate to move in the natural. Me too. But this is for your good. It is for your good. And it is a trust thing. Every step is trust. It's not familiar to me. It's not going to be familiar with you. Every time you move, the house is new to you, right? It's unfamiliar. The land's unfamiliar. The scenery, the neighbors are unfamiliar. Well, what if I buy a house and my neighbors mean? Well, because that's just the way it is. Move out to the country where you have 100 acres and you have no one around for a while. But you find yourself... I'm really going to eat. Watch what I eat lately. But you find yourself saying, God, I trust you in every step of the way. Would you stand today? It's moving day. Thank you it's so much for day. tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more messages or find a service time, you can visit us at our website, homechurchtecumsa.com for more information. And thank you again. And until next time, love God, do good, and be a friend. Be blessed.